Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Weekly Standby. My name's Cedric. I am Griffin. And this is the podcast where we talk about movies, comics, and TV shows. Today, we got a little bit of a doozy. We're going to be talking about The Boys Season 4, Gen V, Loki, and more. Um, a lot wait. more, actually. A lot more. This, this might be um, an hour and a half long episode, fair warning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, get ready to listen. Um, <laughs> but yeah guys so um i'm definitely excited for the boys season four um what say you griffin just to, to say i'm looking forward to it would, or just saying that i'm excited would be a strong understatement mm-hmm. no oh me too man me too me too i i'm also looking forward to gen v i watched the trailer um and it looks pretty good like honestly like it looks really really good uh i'm curious to see what part ashley will have in this because he is in the trailer so i'm maybe she's like running the school maybe or maybe she's like getting like recruits for the seven i'm not really sure but i'm very interested in seeing her role in all of this you and me both i thought i had the exact same same thought so that that it kind of like shows that um it kind of, that Gen V and the boys run uh, parallel with within a parallel with each other. Like no, yeah, of course, because well, it would make sense for them to kind of run in parallel with each other. But my thought was that was that Vought was was like help helping to fund the school in some way, which would make sense. But but then it's like I don't really know how. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm not really sure. Um, I guess the real question is, is how many other universities are for superheroes is the question. Because cause then it would be like, oh, like, are they also looking at other universities to pick up other kids? Like, how does that work exactly? My guess is that um, that's the only one so far. And, uh-huh. this is, um, and then they kind of expand that into into more. In, into I more mean, okay the, the thing is though um compound v or the soups got their powers through compound v when they were babies yeah but you don't have to be a baby to, to for compound v to work well not necessarily but i think what it was in season one they were explaining it to where like compound v works better if you're a child i think right yeah but that was like that was like way back then now that um fast forward a couple years to when they were first mm-hmm. testing it maybe they've um maybe they've um bioengineered compound v to work for um kids or young adults oh yeah but like so does that mean that vot pumped all these kids full of like compound v and then just and then just didn't do anything with them is that what's going on here is that why they're in this school like how are they how do they have superpowers is the question because like i mean it's it's probably compound v obviously otherwise probably but then but then the question would be like why sorry what you're asking how did they get it in the first place exactly because like then it would kind of be like like did they like did they uh did Vought pump them full of compound V and then just not do anything with them? Like did they have shit powers? Is that's why um if that was is, the case. I think they would they would be in something like that that mental ward that we saw. No 
Of course, of course, but then it's like, like, why? I mean, I guess it does kind of make sense because it's like if you do want to have like people with like like superpowers, you kind of do have to get somebody to like train them. So I guess it kind of does make sense, but at the same time, it's like, why? I guess it's um, maybe like as a failsafe. Uh-huh. Like if- or like multiple fail saves and um, multiple amount of power. Uh-huh. I'm not entirely sure what Vought's endgame in all this is, or whoever is behind it. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe it's maybe it's not Vought. Maybe it's like another um, company, or maybe something that Ashley is a part of secretly that has a different version of Compound B, and it's given to these kids unwittingly, mm-hmm. or maybe, or actually maybe. That she tracked down, or another way is that she or whoever's behind this tracks down these kids and um, got them into uh, got them into this university. Mm-hmm. So it, it was stated that the Gen V is supposed to be like a cross between the boys and Hunger Games. So the the, the, hu- we, the, the boys part is is pretty obvious, but on the Hunger Games side, I've I never seen the Hunger Games. To, to be honest, I've never seen it. But but do you get do you get the general gist? on how um i know that it's kind of like a free-for-all like battle royale type of event where like all of the um all of the kids have to like fight each other for like food or something is that what it is uh more or less okay it's pretty much set in a dystopian uh world where um there's instead of states there's districts and there's like the people in high power set these districts against each other Mm -hmm. it's more like um yeah, a battle royale sort mm-hmm. of gladiator thing with where only one can stand at the top. Okay, okay. Um, so I'm, I don't think that they're do- I don't want to say that they're doing this like specifically and all that, but maybe this is just a way of keeping an eye on the kids or uh, motivate, giving them some degree of motivation. Like if you kill this person, you get that. Or how would you like to be part of the se- a future member of the seven? Mm-hmm. Something like that. To give mm-hmm. them motivation in order to do these terrible things. No, yeah, of course, of course. No, I get it. I I understand. Um, no, but yeah, but it's like, like, okay, so like, I do have a few questions, I guess. Like, you know, another I, another yeah. way to um, look at it is um, maybe this is kind of like a cross between X Men and the the Suicide Squad. X-Men and the Suicide Squad? I mean, the X-Men with, um, um, Professor X's, like, school? Yeah. Okay. And then the Suicide Squad, which movie? Or, 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 uh, just the team in general? Um, I, I was referring to, uh, The Suicide Squad with James, directed by James Gunn, but, yeah, I, I guess, I guess, like, it, any incarnation of them can do because it's just... You know, reckless um, group, but okay. you know they're kept under tight control if they're if they misbehave. Okay, now, now, the kind of the question is: is are they going to be kept under tight control in Gen V, or are they just going to be able to let loose? Is 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 the question? Which I guess we haven't seen yet. Like, um, we don't really know yet. Uh, based on the trailer, maybe I need to watch it again and be more observant. But I think it, I think it works both ways. Mm-hmm. Like you know, part of what I'm saying is testing them is like 
from, from whoever is behind all this, if there's like someone watching it behind us, is that they can kill each other as long as they don't kill who whoever is in charge. Okay. Whoever's like you know behind the scenes. Kind of look exactly like the boys when when Homelander killed uh, Blackmore. Right. Uh huh. Now also be like. Um, if they, if it's like this different version of Gen V, they have like some control over it, mm-hmm. kind of like with um, Superman and Kryptonite. Only they, um, you know, instead of being born like that, they they have like some like easily accessible weakness that only they can do. Mm-hmm. Kind of like in, what I was saying with like the Suicide Squad is that if they misbehave, their heads would explode. Oh, okay, no, okay, or, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, or or maybe. Or more like what I was saying before of Superman Kryptonite, they just get like really weak, like there's something wrong with their blood, or you know, an organ like um, starts to rupture itself somehow. Mm-hmm. You know, think think like something like messed up in, in graphic sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah, I uh, um, I can definitely see that. I can definitely see that. Um. Why did Homelander kill Black Noir again? I completely forgot. He killed Black Noir because he didn't tell him who his father was, right? Correct. Okay. Alright, okay. Um, but no, yeah, I, uh, um, it remains to be seen, uh, what the kind of, like, the, the whole story of Gen V will be about. I mean, you can kind of get it from the trailer, but the overarching story is something that we don't know yet, so I'm very uh, interested to see what that is. Right. Um, no, yeah, like, I mean, it'll obviously be, like, um, the uh, children trying to compete to get into the Seven or any team at Vought, really. Um, but I'm just excited to see what exactly happens because we do get some, like some few exciting moments, but I really want to like see what actually happens. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I hear that. I mean, uh, aside from like the, um, analogy that it's the boys meets hunger games has, has this like specific plot been giving, or is it just more like this young girl is in over her head at this crazy college with super soups? It's kind of just that. I mean, based on the trailer, I literally watched it like 10 minutes before we started. Well, I watched it yesterday and then I watched it again just to get kind of like refreshed on the story so that we could talk about it. Uh, And it seems like it's kind of like the second, um, it's kind of like the thing you just said, where she's kind of just in over her head and she's kind of just not like cocky, but she kind of just really believes that that she will be in the seven, which I applaud her for going for that. And hopefully she can make it into our, um, into our strong female lead category because she seems like that type of person. Um, potential. I'm, I'm glad you oh, say yeah. that. The more that you say that, the more I'm, I'm tempted to say that she could be the starlight of Gen V. Oh yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. No. Yeah. She definitely could be. Yeah. She definitely could be. Now, now the question is, is like, uh, what is her art going to be? Is she going to be like really kind of like wanting to get into the seven in the beginning? But like at the end, she's going to kind of realize that they're kind of just full of shit. Or is she just going to like lose her mind? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, 
dude, there's like so many possibilities because she could also she could also just kind of be like, I'm done with this superhero thing and just stop altogether. Yeah, which is yeah, kind of sorry. Sorry, I was just going to say, like, a good twist with this is that um, she will she she will be like within maybe she won't join the seven, but maybe she'll just get within its circle and Vought. But, you know, a, could, a nice little twist at the end could be, like, she reports this to um, Huey or Mother's Milk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, as she's, like, a, um, you know, working as a double agent for the boys. Oh, oh, no, that would be pretty cool. Uh, but isn't, wasn't Huey working for, um, wait, did she die? What was her name again? The, the... The person that was running... F- no, she was, like, the head of, like, the... Uh, she was the head of, like, the... Uh, of, like, the superhero division or something like that. What was her name again? You're, you're, you're talking about the one who can make people's heads explode. Yeah, yeah. Well, body parts, because in that one episode where she was, like... Uh, she was, like, uh, talking to one of her friends. She killed one of her friends by accident. Mm-hmm. Well, or on she, purpose. She looked at their hand and their hand exploded. Wasn't she in the trailer for Gen V? Was she? I don't remember. I really don't. Dude, I feel really bad. I don't remember her name like at all. I don't remember what her name was. For what it's worth, I, I don't remember her name that well either. It took me a while to remember who Ashley was. And it's like, how can I forget Ashley? She's yeah, been... No. If anything, she's had it the worst out of every, mm. all the characters in The Boys, honestly. Victoria Newman. How do you forget a name like that? But then again, this is us we're talking about. No, yeah, dude. Victoria Newman. Okay. So, so, as I was saying, right, I mean, like, first of all, what is she doing in Gen V? I mean, I guess she's technically still is, still is, like, the, um, like, the head of that, like, superhero division or whatever, technically. So, I would understand. Wait, is she dead? I don't, no, no, no. I don't think she's dead. I doubt she is. Oh no 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 no. Okay no never mind she's not dead. Um but yeah no but like um I guess she still is the head of like the superhero division so I guess it couldn't like it does make sense why she would be in Gen V. It it does make sense. Maybe she could be a bit like see she would her her terms of her role and Mm -hmm. character personality she could be like Amanda Waller but even more unhinged. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do remember oh dude whoa hold on a second dude I just got okay I do remember her giving her daughter like compound V I remember that mm. so I mean I guess this wouldn't really make any sense with the whole like those two shows are like parallel theory but what if what if one of her kids is at the school like what if her kid is at the school but I guess that wouldn't really make any sense because in in the boys season three, her daughter is a kid, so I guess that wouldn't really make any sense. Well, what? What if she has like a niece? Could be her niece. Oh yeah, I guess that works. Or or what if um, the main girl has some relation to Mother's Milk? Oh, dude, yeah, wow, okay, yeah, no, yeah, I can see that. Again, there's not much to work off of, but just give, try, trying to think of what can add an extra layer of um, conflict and complexity. Yeah. No, yeah, of course. Um, that being said, however, um, so since um, it's, it's Seth, the boys is like Seth, brutal, 
um, not holding back satire for superheroes. And if Gen V takes place in college, what, what it, it begs the question, what are the struggles that these college kids are going through that they have to like be so brutal with their, their powers and just go completely insane mm-hmm. or even just be dumb with it. In fact. Oh no. Yeah, of course. I was thinking like maybe, maybe what could set it off is like maybe one of the kids is like an accident or something or, or I mean, it, it could just be like a simple rivalry. Like one of them is jealous of the other. Cause like, cause like there is like sports all, like like in that university so like what if like one of the football kids like doesn't get onto the team because someone else got picked and he kills that person exactly there you go so like it could be something like that or 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 like i said before it could be like an accident where where in the um what's it called where in the boy season three the first episode uh the dude the the dude that could shrink is like inside of the other guy and he accidentally oh, sneezes wow. and grows really big, and the guy like explodes. It could be like that. Yeah. Oof. You know. The, the, the possibilities are limitless. This is a good call going with um, with Gen V taking place in college. Oh There's no! Like, yeah, like, yeah. Many, like things and pressure that a college student can go through. Of like, course, of course. Uh, an interesting thing that topic that could be like uh, student loans. You know that this is in a world where you know student loans are like at an a debt is like an all time high and hasn't been done anything about it. I mean, I guess, but I mean that would kind of be kind of the same thing that's going on right now in the real world because like student loan debt is at an all time high. But you know, um, anyway, um, it could be something like well, that. That's, but that's like, what I'm saying, like something that runs parallel with stuff today, so that okay, okay, can relate to it. Uh huh. No, of of course, no, yeah, but it says. Also, like, how would that play into the kids, like, killing each other is the question. Well, maybe maybe it won't just be the kids. Maybe it'll be whoever is, like, whoever is, like, the higher-up, the teachers are in charge. Ooh, what if it's, like, uh, government officials pretending to be teachers or who have, like, you know, special training with kids of soups? That would be interesting. What if it's, like, a secret invasion type thing where some of the members of the school are, like, working, working for like Vought or something like that. And they are like and and like and like they are like pulling the strings like behind a a master evil plot or something. That would be interesting. What if they were holograms? What do you mean? What if like the teachers were um you know, they they would do a good job at hiding it, but then if like if any of the kids retaliate or show bad behavior, then they they can't hurt the or try to attack a teacher, but it fails, then, you know, they get, they get reprimanded and punished for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that, again, that's just one idea. That's a good idea, dude. That, that That's a good idea. There's this, there's so many possibilities and I really like that they chose to go with college for this because we get so many shows about teenagers in high school, like way too many shows, dude. Like, and like, and it's like every coming of age movie and like almost every romance movie is about high school, dude. And it's just like, give it a rest, you know, like I'm, I'm excited to see an approach. Exactly. Right. Right. Exactly. And so it's like, I'm excited to see that. Um, I'm excited, dude, because I really want to, uh, like see how it plays out. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. 
Like you said, the possibilities are limitless. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Um, that said, um, sh- sh- should we move forward to something else? Or is there, there more that we should talk about Gen V? Um, I mean, I think that's it. I really want to get to talking about my adventures with Superman. Season 1 and the Season 2 predictions. You, you and me both. Mm-hmm. I, I just finished it, and I gotta say, wow. No, dude, dude, you and me both, man. I Like, at the beginning, I kind of didn't want to watch it because it kind of seemed like a kid's show. Then they put it on Adult Swift, and I was like, wow, okay, that's kind of interesting. And right. then you texted me, and then you're like, dude, this show's really good. And I'm like, huh, maybe I should watch it. And so that night when you texted me, I was like, all right, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to watch this, and I was blown away, man. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It really is. No, oh, yeah. I, I'll admit, I'm a little bit... um. I can, I can, in a way, it, it does take a while to, to see why they would put on Adult Swim, but, um, yeah, one, one way I would describe it is, like, it's, it's the polar opposite of Invincible. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, it's, it's well animated, and it's, um, and it has its lighthearted moments, but it's, it's not afraid to, like, you know, put up a really tough, thrilling fight when, when, like, when it's really pushing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree, and I um, I love the studio that it's behind. Studio Murr is like top notch. What do they What do they do? What have they done before? Um, for one thing, recently, uh, they did my favorite Star Wars Vision short. It's it's on like uh, season two. Okay, I'll have to um, check that out. I I think, I I think they worked on the Legend of Korra. Oh really? Wow. Yeah, you can you can tell on how like it has a bit of um an anime esque style that goes with dude, it. Dude, it has a really oh, oh yeah, dude, yeah. The the um I kind of like the art style, man. I don't know, it, it it's kind of good. I like it a lot. I, I like the art style a lot. I like it too. I'm not saying like I was against it. I'm just saying that I think it's very rare, and you know there there's a way of um you know um glorifying it or overdoing it, but. I think my adventures with Superman did it did just enough. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it goes to show that you don't have to overdo it in order for something to be good. Mm-hmm. No, it's, yeah, of course, of course. And I can, I can also like like attest to that. Like a lot of other shows try to do a lot of things at once, and it kind of just ruins the whole thing. Like. Um, right. For example, well, I mean, the shows and movies, to be honest, because, like, The Flash, um, the, the movie, it, like, I don't know, like, it wasn't really, like, during the multiverse arc of the movie, it was just kind of, like, a lot going on at once. I agree. I, I I just, I just saw it, and I, I agree. Things mm-hmm. were a bit jumbled in a way. Yeah. I just understand why people would enjoy it. My my main uh, gripes with it would be that it, it could use a little more touching up on the dialogue, and it could learn to um, go go easy on the com- comedy relief. Or or with um with particularly with Newberry acting, you know, dumber than he has to be. No, yeah, of course. Um, what I did like though, I did like. That old Barry was was like very serious the whole time. I I enjoyed that, but but him kind of like 
Um, uh, Newberry kind of being like stupid all the time was kind of getting old. Uh, in retrospect, I kind of get what it was going for. Like it's a means of you know fighting yourself. No, yeah, of course, of how, course, me too. Not to mention when you see in the beginning on how um you know he's he's kind of a goof himself, and you know you can tell people get to get a bit annoyed with him, mm-hmm. and maybe like it's um you know, it's kind of a reverse in of itself. Like, is this what it's like talking to me? Mm-hmm. But uh, that 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 being said, I feel like that's sort sort of a thing that's a bit play, played out. Or, or maybe not that is so much like the whole um, power switch thing, which mm-hmm. was, which in and of itself, find a bit found a bit anticlimactic. But then again, it it worked, it, it it totally worked, and I feel that um, it it had um, ideas and potential to be what uh, across the Spider Verse was doing, in which, in order to restore balance, you can't save this one person. But ultimately, it kind of. Um, I guess it kind of got a little overambitious in and of itself. It, it, it could have helped Stan to work a little more on the uh, multiverse theory and take its mm-hmm. time with that, as opposed to um, you know uh, f- f- fooling around. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree. Uh, I. But, but I that know. said, I, I get why people would like it. I, I could see it's very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. It's just. Um, you know, not my very definition of an enjoyable DC movie. I'll, exactly, I will say it. It is a it's a step up from Wonder Woman eighty four. In my opinion. It, it, dude, honestly, dude, I was just about to say that it really, really is. Now, going on to the next DC movie that came out this year, Blue Beetle. That was just like a home run, man. That movie. It was. It, oh. I don't know what what kind of like I don't know what they did, but they need to keep doing that. Like exactly. If 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 the new DCU is just like that kind of that kind of tone where it like that kind of tone, you know, I mean, they could get a little bit more more like dark with it, but like that kind of tone, you know what I mean? That kind of like up like that kind of like upbeat kind of like superheroism. That would that would like just like be amazing. Like Superman Legacy would be great. Like Oh, dude, it, th- that movie was just really good. It really, really was. I I, I could not agree with you more. Uh, for for anyone wondering, um, uh, we did already talk about Blue Beetle like extensively in our previous episode. Yeah, we did. Uh, check it out if you haven't heard it already. Yeah. And you know what I think it is that hmm. that that um, uh, <clears throat> that um, studios and pro- uh, production companies need to do more of. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a certain approach that I think is, um, you know, was growing or it, it kind of like comes and it kind of uh, comes and goes in a way. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm so someone probably thought of a better definition than I am, but I'm going to wing it here and say there's this there's this um, hero kind of archetype that I think um, people could stand to use more of. Yeah, that something let's call it the not hero um, archetype or that. Okay. You have your regular hero. You have your anti-hero. There's even something called an anti-villain. But um, the not hero, to, to, to basically sum it up for what I'm talking about, is um, uh, the, where the, the main character or quote-unquote hero is someone who pretty much has um, you know selfish desires and goals. But that, that being said, that they don't want to achieve those goals at the expense of hurting others. Mm-hmm. That, that said, they... Now, another um, trait that they have is 
they'll they'll save people and they'll save the day but it's, it's not because of like morality or because they believe in justice it's because they want to mm-hmm. it's, it's just because they generally generally don't want anyone to get hurt because it upsets them okay i mean if, if i think about um certain examples that's something i think dreamworks has always done an amazing job at okay give me an example think about shrek okay no, so shrek. he's kind of like he doesn't want to save the day but he does it because he has to more or less it's okay. another thing about the the not hero again um working title bear with me folks is that um he doesn't really have so much of a call to adventure but more of a cornered into adventure mm-hmm. because uh he would he kind of uh didn't really have his home anymore or his home was pretty much invaded the only way to do that is if he helps this guy do to do does the dirty work for this guy that in of itself okay. um, it's not like it's not like he doesn't care or anything but that in of itself he pretty much um only knows how to care about himself since he's been lonely for a good chunk of time mm-hmm. and i think i feel like the same could apply to other dreamer characters like Gru, megamind even hiccup and poe mm-hmm. how about now this is a stretch but i guess like loki in loki season one Yes, that that is another great example yeah. of what what I'm going for. I, okay. I want to talk about the next season and all that going for further, but oh yeah, yeah. Um, let's let's see. Uh, if I had to like if I had to like expand over more examples, I, I feel like that's part of the reason that um uh, these shows were popular from or the reason why shows from both uh, Netflix Marvel as well as CWDC is because they kind of took that approach as well in making the the main characters unconventional. Yes, mm-hmm. they save people. Yes, they save the day. But at the end, they they kind of had selfish desires. Mm-hmm. They they were pretty much selfish, and it's not because they believe in justice or anything. Mm-hmm. It's because they they don't like it when people get hurt. I wouldn't really say that about Daredevil, but I guess you could say that about Jessica Jones and well, Luke Cage. But like, I I don't know, man. I just feel like I just feel like Daredevil is who he is, just because. Like, like yeah, like he doesn't want to see people get hurt, but also he uses his abilities to help his 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 daily counterpoint uh, counterpart do his job. Well, that's debatable. I, okay. I, I get what you're saying, but um, when you get into season two and especially season three, you can uh-huh. tell how much he's struggling with all that. He's trying to balance that, but in the end, he he chooses mostly to be daredevil and to let the devil out, from, as he says. And he kind of uh, drifts apart from Karen, yeah. and uh-huh. he doesn't like keep his he get he makes Foggy angry when he doesn't have to. Yeah, but which again, it's it's all understandable, but in and of itself, it's it's still pretty selfish of him to think that. He knows what the right thing to do as opposed to like asking for help and letting everyone in on it. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know if I'd really put him in a not hero archetype. Uh, I feel like, well, I mean, I wouldn't really put him in an anti-hero either. I feel like he'd just kind of, well, I mean, he'd have to be in the hero dude, because it's like, he does a lot. Like, even though, yeah, like he is shellfish at times. I mean, I, 
Well, I mean, again, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you. Again, mm -hmm. um, he's he's not the best example of the uh -huh. not hero. Although, um, go going back to what I was saying earlier, I think it's very much shown in in season three, which um, he didn't go through with it, but he was dead set on um, killing Kingpin. He he was he was oh, dead yeah. set on thinking that. I have to kill this guy. That is a good point because no and matter another thing. Uh, sorry, sorry. I'm I'm gonna wrap up here by saying okay. I think in season two he told Foggy, "I'm not going to apologize for being who I am." Mm -hmm. That is a good point because I do remember, uh, like, uh, um, um, I do remember. No matter how many times Foggy and Karen will tell him not to go after after kingpin he does it anyway exactly. um, and that's more of his own kind of like selfish tendencies but that's also because he thinks that he can do it alone right that and isolation is a is another trait in of itself for, he for does a, do it alone though but that's not really the point he, he like he does end up doing it alone but it's it's more so that like he doesn't want to let anybody in to help him Right. Yeah. So I, I guess I can kind of see where you're coming from. I, I like, can see like, like I keep from. saying, he's he's not the best example for, for what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage fit that mold even more. I just mm -hmm. feel like in Daredevil's case, like when he has those selfish, hard call moments, that's that's what's appealing about him because you, you don't see that often in a main character. No, I, I feel like people aren't really willing to um or studios or execs or whoever's in charge are willing to make that leap for you know the the likable selfish character because i guess i guess i guess that people don't really have a grip on that or maybe they think they'd be that they're selfish so they'd be unlikable mm -hmm. but but like i was saying before about dreamworks dreamworks hand handles it well with mm -hmm. with selfish characters and i honestly that that's something i think anime has handled well for years mm-hmm uh like for, for example um i have have you got that uh, maybe, maybe i know you're like um, only starting to get into it in your own way but i feel like luffy and his straw hat crew is another example of that for, from one piece okay now keep in mind i haven't seen the anime i've only watched the live action so far Boo. which well hold I'm on, just hold on. what our audience is saying hold, hold on well, dude well you don't even know what they're saying well, okay, yeah, but, like, <laughs> but yeah, but like, um, I, I think that the One Piece live action adaptation is good. I don't know how true it is to the source material. I do know because you just told me that the, um, um, that the original creators of the anime worked on the Netflix live live action adaptation. And honestly, even though I haven't seen the the anime, you can tell. You can definitely tell that that they had some help making this show from the creators. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, the, the creator of the manga, specifically Ichiro Oda, who I want to take this opportunity to say is 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 a genius. Yeah. And he 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 has he puts like so much, if not too much, into his work. It's mm -hmm. it's incredible. And, and like, sorry, I was just gonna say to balance that between working both on his manga and to make time for working on the live action adaption for, and he's been doing this for 20 26 years now. Wow. That that's wow. how, or maybe even longer. 
All I can say for certain as um, chapter one of One Piece was released literally two weeks after I was born. Wow. And I don't know how far in advance that he has come along with that, but still, wow. if that's if, if that's how can you not respect that? Seriously. Oh, oh, of course, of course. But yeah, like you can really see, um, like the anime inspiration. Well, I mean, obviously, since it is an adaptation of an anime, but but you can really see that the creator, or or at least they took some inspiration from from a lot of a lot of the manga because like there's a lot of like like the set decorations and and a lot of the speech and like um and like do they do kind of have like the classic like like anime kind of like over exaggeration of like of like their speech if that makes any sense um and so it just it like you can really see it kind of come through the show and it makes the show just so much better right yeah, I one hundred percent see that. I haven't started yet, and I plan to. And it's 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 not like there's anything wrong with starting with the live action adaption first. Mm-hmm. After all, I, I can understand from from someone else from other per, another person's point of view is that the anime has a thousand episodes. It's it's too much to handle. But um, I want to tell those people it's worth it. Mm-hmm. It is one hundred percent worth it. Mm-hmm. But plus, there's some episodes you can skip to count on time if you want. Okay, now. Uh... Thankfully, you said that because I was going to ask, what percentage of those episodes are filler? Um, I am not entirely sure. Um, I will say that as you get like um for further down um further down through the series, like through a good portion of it, that um f- there's not as much filler as as there would be like beforehand. But um, I want to. I, I would say that once you um you know get get past that and it'll feel like you're you're getting somewhere mm-hmm. and, and again there's nothing wrong with watching the filler it's it's just um i personally want to like get down to the nitty-gritty and, and save time plus it really makes me upset when um s- stuff like doesn't you, you see this and it, it never matters later on oh yeah dude yeah tell me about it um there were so many episodes of the flash that there were just like filler episodes mm. throughout the middle of the season um, but yeah, no man, yeah, I, I, I can definitely see why somebody would definitely get upset at that. I know I would, because I don't really like watching filler. I, I don't like it at all. You know. Yeah. Yeah. For what it's worth, I will. Um, I'll, I will send. I'll text you um the the amount of um filler that there is if right. if you're interested in watching the anime. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely, man. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, um, yeah, I, uh, um, I am starting my anime journey for anybody who is listening. Um, I am so glad you said that because I, there's, there's a little something I want to get into with that. Okay. Um, but yeah, I am starting my anime journey. Um, I did, uh, did it Kaisen, which the second season is out, which I have not watched yet. I'm going to watch it. Um, Same here. And then there is, um, what was the other one? What's the other one? What was the other one? Uh, give me one second. Um, the other one. Okay, I'm gonna read exactly what it was off this list. Hold on. Um, or I could just tell you. The one. Okay, Chainsaw Man and then One Punch Man. Those were the other two enemies that I've seen. That being said, I, I that's something else that I've noticed is that um these anime that um you got started on and their protagonists also have a bit of a 
a not not um, not hero uh, approach of their uh, main characters, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. they they do help people, and they they could be classified as as anti heroes to some degree, but um, like like I was saying before, they save people. Again, it's not about morality. It's not about like doing the right thing. They hate it. They generally hate it when when someone is in danger or people they cared about are being looked down on. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's especially true with um, with Itadori and Saitama. Yeah, and it, it may not seem like it with uh, Denji from Chainsaw Man, but um, as as uh, you get to know him and see what he's been through, you you can tell that he's. Um, he he does learn to care about others to some degree. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, in a w- more ways than one, have a heart as um, as he uh, gradually grows. And oh, I want to take this opportunity to say that um, I've I've been reading a lot of the manga, and oof. Let's yeah. just say if they if they adapt more of it, it's it'll be a lot to absorb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, fact, sorry. So I just want to take this opportunity to say to you, Cedric. Um, Makima, you know who she is, right? The the, the redhead, or the, the girl with red hair and the weird eyes. Uh, um, the one that uh, wait, don't tell me, don't tell me. The one that Denji is trying to have sex with. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Like one way of looking at it, but yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What about him? What about her? I'm I'm not gonna give any spoilers, but if I could describe her personality in one way. Um, Cedric, imagine a cross between, again, personality-wise, a cross between Stormfront and Homelander. Oh. Now, okay, okay, now minus the Nazi stuff, because Homelander wasn't really down for the Nazi stuff. Exactly. Uh, He just wanted somebody to care for him, which is why he went along with it, but he didn't really kind of, he wasn't really down for the Nazi cause, you know? Right. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. No, yeah, I can I can definitely see that. I can definitely see it. Um I have a question. Feel free not to answer. Um Now, do you remember in in One Piece uh when uh what was her name? What was her name? When Nami goes back to uh what was the fishman? What was their crew again? What was their crew name again? Um what was his name? Arlong? Yeah, Arlong. When does she go back to the Arlong crew? Like, when does she go back? Is that, I like, in the beginning say. of the show, or...? Well, like I said, I haven't started the live action, although they, they do show that in the anime, and it's... It's heartbreaking. Okay, now... The question is, is, is that in the beginning of the anime, or is that, like, towards, like, the middle? Because cause the show kind of already did it, so that's why I'm asking... Because I want to gauge like how fast the show was going through the, the anime. Well, I'll say or, this. like the source um, material. Yeah, in in the anime, um, it, it does take like some time to to get there. They they, they expand a little more on uh, the crew, uh, each of the the characters who become part of the Straw Hat crew. But it doesn't take forever. I I, I can promise you that. Mm-hmm. All right. But when when it does get there, oof. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even thinking about it makes me teary eyed. No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, um, it's interesting. Like like it's an interesting kind of show because like in 
in the anime, I don't know how Luffy is in the anime, but in the show, he's kind of really just joyfully blessed. He's kind of like, kind of ignorant to like what's going on around him, if that makes any sense. He kind of just doesn't care. Like he just wants to get the One Piece and doesn't really care about anything. Like, like he cares about his friends, but he doesn't really care about anything else. Like, he cares about his friends and getting the One Piece, but that's really it. I mean, he also wants to, like, save people as well, but, I mean, that's kind of it. Well, um... And he's kind of happy all the time, and it's not really annoying. It's kind of like... Like, it's like you can't really help but kind of uh, like him as a character. Exactly. That's you know? And that, that's what I was saying before on how he's a good example of... Um, the, the not hero archetype or character role yeah like he's he wants to be a pirate and pirates are antagonized okay but he wants to be a pirate in the sense of that like he's free he doesn't want to hurt anybody exactly that yeah. that that makes like uh you, you could say that's a good contradiction in and of itself and yet it makes sense it's, yeah it's a, you could say in a way it's almost like what guardians of the guardians of the galaxy and the boys do like they, they they don't want to live under some sort of rule. They they want to be free, and yet they're they're antagonized for it. Mm-hmm. And, and and even DreamWorks does a good job at that too. In which characters are like trying to be themselves, and yet everyone kind of hates them for it, or they hate themselves for it in a way. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I I can definitely see that. I see that. And I feel like on that, you, you would you say that um, that kind of personality that Luffy portrays kind of um, transfers a bit to uh, Itadori? Um, kinda. Like, um, just, just, uh, maybe not. I'm not saying they're exactly the same. I just mean the kind of character who is um, comes off as as pretty carefree and pretty um and chill and friendly, but. When when someone gets hurt, it's okay. You just made a really big mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can. I can definitely see that. I see that. Yeah. Uh. So, it begs the, now. Um. It begs the a bigger question. Will they um expand on that in season two of Loki? Okay. Okay. Um. Now, Loki. <laughs> The season two trailer is kind of a big thing to unpack, okay? Because it's like, okay, because it's like he's glitching throughout the universe, through time, going backward and forward. Why isn't that happening to anybody else, okay? That's that's question one, all right? Question two is like, like what's going to happen with Kang? Are they going to be able to defeat him, or are they going to find the other versions of Kang? Like, how are we going to find out about the other versions of Kang? Well, how are the characters in the MCU going to find out about the other versions of Kang? I mean, yeah, um, um, the the one from their universe in season one told them, but it's like, how are they going to find out, right? Like, does that make any sense? Like, and uh, so like that's 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 my second question. Um, my third question is. How how is he going to get um how is he going to get um what was his name again uh Mobius Mor- Mor- Morbius Morbius no no that's no, that's 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 the doctor uh, that's the bat guy it's it's a Mobius I think Mor- isn't it Mobius Morbius or something right 
I didn't mean to say Morbius. It, I'm almost positive it's, it was similar to that for some reason. No, no, it is, dude. It's it's very similar to that, actually. It's Mobius, I think. I think it's Mobius. Yes. Mobius M. Mobius. Yeah, Mobius M. Mobius. Yeah, yeah, so him. How, um, this is my third question, is like, how is Loki going to ha- go- going to get Mobius to remember everything? Like, how is he going to get him to remember what happened? Which I don't think that's going to be a possibility because it's like it's a whole different timeline now. But I mean, it could be. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe Loki will have to look at this in a more objective view and not focus on, you know, relying so much on on time and and everything that he's been surrounded by, but more fo- tap a little more into his his godlike powers. Mm-hmm. Make make. Like maybe he's got to go inside, or maybe they, they they it'll be one of that um episode that trope where they go inside someone's brain and try to unlock everything, try to mm-hmm. unlock doors and see, um, what is this? If we're gonna do this, we gotta unlock the door. Mm-hmm. Are you ready to take that leap? Mm-hmm. What if I don't like what I see? I got you. Some it'll be sort of um. It'll be one of those where Loki gets gradually more compassionate. Uh-huh. Feels maybe sort of like sort of like in in, in Into the Spider Verse where Peter B. Parker tells uh, tells uh, Miles Morales Spider Man that that it's just a leap of faith. Like you don't know when you're ready. You just have to do it. Right. Yeah. It 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 um only time will tell, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That being said, um, it just occurred to me, like, let's find out that if he does somehow tell ev- everyone, who, where exactly is everyone? Or, I mean, there technically is no everyone. Yeah. And I, I mean that by everyone, I mean, like, the Avengers. So I'm, I'm, I'm just oh, picturing okay. it in my mind that he comes here and say, hey, where's Captain America? Oh, he, he passed away. What about Iron Man? Oh, uh, yeah, he's he's not around. Kind of like, oh, kind of like it. where, uh, what was that? That was when, um, kind of like in uh, Far From Home, where Peter's asking Nick Fury, where are the Avengers? And he kind of like lists them off. And he's like, off world, don't invoke her name. You know what I mean? Yeah. But But then the question is, how would they even know what's going on? Because that's like, because like they're in a place that's outside of space and time. Well, if anything, I feel like um, I feel like Scott would believe him. No, but the question is like, how would he even tell Scott? He doesn't even know how to get out. Like, how would he? T- well, I mean, I guess he could, like, do it. But I don't see, like, how would he bring it back? Without just disrupting or you know disrupting the space time continuum, exactly, or exactly. the universe imploding and of, of itself. Exactly, kinda, yeah. Hmm. The que- now I have another question because Loki season two, the trailer seems really, really good, and we all know the first season was good. It was pretty it was. good. Um, no, we know some people who disagree with us, but you know, I want to call out one specific per- well. Well, I mean, but I don't think we should call out anyone specifically. No, okay, okay, Let's okay, just okay. say, if you're listening, you know who we're talking about. We you know do who we have are. one particular mutual friend 
who did not like Loki season one at all. So what's up with that? Come on, right? Come on, come on, come man. On. What's up with that? And I hope you listen to this. I hope you listen to this episode. You better. Yeah, Wait, <laughs> but and, yeah. And if you don't. Well, you probably won't hear me, so this um, thread is pointless. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, um, but no, yeah, I, uh, Loki season one seemed pretty good. I hope Loki season two can continue that track record and also be pretty good because it would be un- very unfortunate if Loki season two was bad. It, it, it would be, although, you know, I don't want to jump the gun, but I don't see how they could how how they could mess it up. Mm-hmm. I I just don't see how it's possible, honestly. Mm-hmm. But you know, anything's possible and I I know like um Disney Plus original Marvel shows don't aren't really having the best track record recently, but assuming that they've they have the same crew for obviously they have the same cast, so if they have the same crew or a good chunk of the same crew from the first season, then I think things could be smooth sailing. Yeah, um, I also want to see, like, I really would like to see how the strike kind of affected that season coming out. Now, I don't think it did in any way, really, because they probably already finished uh, filming a while ago. Um, But it does kind of, like, it does kind of, like, beg the question, like, how will that affect future shows? I hope what the outcome is is that future shows and movies get a lot better because the writers and actors are getting paid what they deserve, you know? Um, I really hope that's the case. I really, really hope that's the case. I hope that's the case, too. I I hope it won't solely be because they're getting paid and that they, you know, push themselves to to be creative and, and, you know, um, make what what they're paid to do. Exactly. Um, like, like I was saying before, I, I really hope that um, the writers will take their time to think about what is and what isn't working and even take something, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not saying like, you know, my theory is well known. Again, someone probably thought of a better definition than the not hero approach, but just mm-hmm. the, to, to try to think of like um, the unconventional side. Yeah, or, yeah, or, yeah. Or both, or both. I feel like that's what um, both Loki as well as my adventures with Superman has, has done. They, oh, they have course. a good jungle, a good juggle of balance between, you know, taking things conventional in which you know exactly what there is, but they also take a, a non-conventional route and they make it work. Exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, like I, I am very excited to see what we do get from Marvel in the coming years. Um, now, I don't know, man. I. The way that Marvel right now is going, I don't really, I don't really see there being the same sort of hype for Avengers four, and uh, well, for Avengers, uh, what 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 would it be? Uh, five and six, right? Because Avengers one was was Avengers one, and then Avengers two was Age of Ultron, and then Avengers three was Infinity War. And four was Endgame. So yeah, so five and six. I don't really see the same kind of hype for five and six as there was for three and four. In retrospect, that's hard. It's it's really hard to, to top all of that. No, it dude, it really, really is. Um a lot of people I know at least felt like felt like the the Marvel like like um 
like the golden age of of the MCU kind of ended with Endgame. I can understand that people would say that, uh-huh. but um, again, I'm 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 willing to hope to hope for something. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I, I, that said, that there have been some hiccups, but that doesn't mean that they've like it's completely sunk. It all it all comes down to how well they're handled, and they don't just, um, you know, one off like someone. Yeah. Um, like, or on the other on the other hand, I can understand if this is the end for for Guardians. Or hey, then again, you know, we could probably see Rocket and Groot uh, doing their own thing and coming onto Earth to, for a good fight. I I. Well, I well, I was online, and I, um, as I am, I'm online all the time. What I think will happen is it's not necessarily the end of the Guardians, but it's the end of, of, of the kind of like of the solo Guardians films, right? Because like they could right. still appear in other projects, like for example, like the Avengers and stuff like that. But it's more so like. I don't know, like, I really, like, the the uh, Guardians films hold a special place in my heart, not because of, not because of who, uh, not because of the fact that they're created by Marvel, but the message behind it of, like, family and, like, friends, it's just, it's so, like, like, everybody can relate to that, you know, and to see that possibly going to be missing from the next Guardians project I don't really know how how it'll be. I mean, I hope it's good, but I don't see it living up to the same kind of potential that was the first three Guardians films. It will remain to be seen. I don't know if like anyone within Marvel can ever replace replace what they had, but you know that that, that being said, you never know. There's for for a, such an extent expansive world like Marvel where. Um, as far as as far as we know, and um, with um, everything that's been happening within the MCU, they probably have yet to touch the surface. Mm-hmm. That's to say, I'm not trying to like hype it up or anything, but I mm-hmm. feel like that there's like limitless amount of characters and ideas that they could that they could go through and and show. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I feel like they could, in a way, they could stay. They could stand to take a page from. Um, what Sony has been doing with Spider-Man, you know, mm-hmm. one, one could argue that say, well, it's Spider-Man, of course it's going to be good, but no, no, no. When, when it, when, but the way that they handle Spider-Man is just good. It just oh, yeah. is legitimately good, and there is struggle, and there is relatability in and of itself. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I feel like, um, you know, Disney or Marvel or whoever's in charge could stand to take a little more risk with, with what uh, James Gunn did with Guardians and um, mm-hmm. some and uh blue beetle even no no yeah no no yeah like i said only only time will tell on whoever takes whoever takes the helm first no yeah Uh, we've got um sorry Sorry. go ahead no no you go i was just gonna say we we at least have the new blade as well as the fantastic four to look forward to oh no yeah oh dude of course um the thing is though is that um uh crossing over to dc Blue Beetle, Blue Beetle, the director was what was his name again? It was like something Mansoto or something. I completely forgot. Anyway, I hope, I hope that if there's a Blue Beetle two, he is the director for it because he just knocked it out of the park, man. Like that, the the acting and everything was just so great. Like it was, it was good. It was really, really good. 
It was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I... Uh, um, I hope Blue Beetle, um, I hope Blue Beetle 2, if it ever is, like, if they ever do get a sequel, which is kind of hard to see right now, seeing as they have not made their money back yet in theaters, um, that was to be expected, though, I think, um, I'm pretty sure everybody knew that that was the case, um, but Blue Beetle is a good movie. Now, The Flash, on the other hand, it lost something like $400 million of the box office. Did you hear about that? I think I heard about that. I think, yeah, it did kind of underperform. That's an insane amount of money. It didn't just kind of underperform, dude. $400 million is more than the movie's budget. Mm. That, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Um, and uh, what was their saving grace, though? Uh, the next month, I think the month after Barbie was released and made $1.3 billion, so that definitely was a saving grace for Warner Bros. There you go. You know, uh, they did probably make their money back and then some, um, you know. Um, but yeah, I just, the, it, I feel like if they just sticked with the original Flashpoint story from the comics, it would have been good. But then again, I feel like going with the Flashpoint story when we don't even really know the character in the context of the DCEU in the first place, doesn't even make any sense. Like, it doesn't right. make any sense to have a Flashpoint story when when the the character hasn't even been explored in the context of this universe yet. Hmm. You know? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe it would have been um, better animated. That That's something I've been telling myself of, like, the approach that it was going for. There is an animated Flashpoint, though. Right, I know. I'm, I'm saying, like, the, the, the Flash movie, though, if it was animated, maybe it would have, like, had a little more of a wider appeal. That, that's to say it didn't have any appeal in the first place. Not to mention it would be hard to get to see Michael Keaton back as Batman. But I, I'm saying, like, in a context with its, its dialogue and its, um, you know, co comic relief, mm -hmm. and just, just the kind of things that felt a little out of place, I felt would have made a little more sense if it was animated. Mm -hmm. at least that's that's the that's um what what i got from it and besides it's not like it's completely joyless is it it's not a completely joyless film it's, it's just like a matter of like i guess um circumstances and like really tough competition that it's facing that, uh, yeah and, you know, of course other things of supposedly course. of course you know um i just I really would have loved to see Batwoman. I feel like Bat was it Batwoman or it was Batgirl, right? Batgirl that they showed. I'm pretty sure it's Batwoman. Uh, are you sure? I thought it was no, no, dude. It's it's Batgirl because she's in the purple suit, so it's Batgirl because she was in the purple oh, suit. Oh, huh. Yeah. Why do you think Batwoman? Yeah. Well, I mean, I did too, but um, but Batwoman's like like uh, costume is like different. Well. Not costume, sorry guys. I know you guys are gonna get crazy. Superhero suit um, is a little bit different. It's like black in it, and it's red, so it's a little bit. It is a little bit of a different color scheme. Anyway, I really would have loved to see the Batgirl movie. I really would. I really kind of wonder why did they think the Flash was gonna do better than Batgirl? Because Michael Keaton. 
But it didn't. It's the question. Like, th- like that's the thing. Yeah. Like they they shelved Batgirl because they didn't want to lose money, but then they ended up losing money anyway. Mm. True. And I just I really would have loved to see that movie, uh, but you know uh, they they had uh, they had a choice to make and they made it. So I mean, it, uh, I guess I hope they like, learned their lesson. We can I only hope. hope, right? Yeah, we can only hope, you know? Yeah. We can only hope. But yeah, I uh, um, I hope that the future of the DCU, I hope that Superman Legacy is good. I hope that, I hope that these new movies are good. Uh, I'm just, I'm really excited to see what we get from, from, from severe movies in general. And not not just movies. Uh, again, uh, go, going back to uh, my adventures with Superman, mm-hmm. I feel like that um, you know one could argue that things escalate a little too quickly, and how it's like very very different from how uh, we're, we're originally used to seeing Superman. But um, honestly, I feel like it's a good introduction to to anyone new to Superman. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean like like just kids. I mean anyone who sees this is like. Oh, this this could be interesting because it's um, you know, maybe in like the first few minutes it might come off as like goofy or too like silly and heartfelt, but that's just not it at all. Mm-hmm. I, I like really that, not. right? And I I, I kind of like the the unconventional route that it's taking. Uh, I'll admit I was a little bit thrown off with um, uh, with um. Mala and the brain, and I, I do you know what I'm talking about? No. When when uh, Jimmy went went alone on um the search for Bigfoot, but then he got captured. Oh, that's Mala, dude. I thought that was Grodd at first, dude. And then I was like, wait, what? Who who is that? Um, uh, he's um, his right hand. He's the right hand man for the brain. Uh huh. You, you know yeah. that was the brain, I think, or at least that was their, their version of the brain. Uh-huh. But you, you are, but, but going back to my adventure with Superman, you, you know what I'm talking about, right? With that that robot with the one eye is like, how we torture him now? No. Why don't we want to talk about? It? He's like, what? Mm-hmm. All I could think of was Kevin, honestly, based on his design. Mm-hmm. Um, what like oh like like uh, Kevin from um don't. Uh, Kevin's Final got Space. the magic Kevin and the magic's got Kevin. Uh, KVN, right? KVN is his like an, uh, thing. Oh, you remember my name? Because we're best friends now. You hear that, everybody? We're best friends, <laughs> bro. Dude, Kevin. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, I, dude, Kevin is so annoying though. But that, like, that's the thing. I don't think there could be anybody as annoying as Kevin, dude. Kevin is so annoying. Right. That's because we're best friends. Oh, speaking of, uh, this this is a quick side note. Uh, speaking of Final Space, did you hear about um, Owen Rogers' new show? Um, I think I have. I, if we're talking about the same thing, I think it's actually going to be a film titled um, Godspeed. No, 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 I don't think so. Or are you talking about something else? Let me see. I think it's a show, dude. Yeah, dude, I think it's a show. Hold on. Um, 
Or is it? Or is it? It's a movie. I thought it was a show. No, dude, it's a show. Oh, uh, that's interesting. What? Hold, hold on, wait. Is it? Because I'm on the. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm. So I'm Owen Rogers, the creator, executive producer, writer, and star of the international hit show. Let me hold on a second. Let me see. Let me see. Hold on. Yeah, dude, launching a new show. Yeah, yeah. Here it is. Yeah. Um. The show is. Uh, hold on. Let me see. Godspeed. Yeah, that is a show. Oh, it is a show. For for some reason, I thought it was going to be a film, but no, no, yeah, I know. About I, yeah, that. I, was, I was confused. So, but like Godspeed, is it going to? It, it can't be with the same characters, right? Because the characters are licensed, uh, are 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 licensed by Warner Bros. So I don't think it could be the same characters. Right, and he's he's got that um he's got that figured out in uh for for the graphic novel, which I still think is over a uh, hundred dollars, or I still think even it. Over a hundred dollars? What? And I think it's sold out, no or maybe wow. we've been it's been restocked. Um, yeah. I'm not sure. I I need to look into that. But as it gets closer to the release date, I'm definitely getting mine. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But yeah, I uh, um. Speaking of Warner Bros, um, well, sp- well, speaking of Warner Bros, we've been talking a lot about DC. Um, and there was a show that recently, um, that, that recently ended the flash TV show ended recently. Um, did you watch the final episode? I'm, I'm still really behind. Yeah. I I need to like get back into the flow of that, which, which I do plan to in due time, including that the parts that are called filler, Uh but, um, yeah, I, I intend to to get back into that and arrow. Mm-hmm. On, on the grounds that they take the unconventional um, uh, hero hero role. No, yeah, of course. I honestly, if I'm being honest, I stopped watching after the first episode of season seven because, dude, like, it just got so bad. I don't know what happened, but the show just got so bad after season four. Mm. Like, um, season five was kind of like an uptick, like, Season four was was like really bad, and then season five was kind of like an uptick, and then season six, dude, I don't know what happened, but the sh- like the writing of the show, just I, I just couldn't do it, dude. I I really, the Flash was my favorite show at a time, even, even um. This is gonna surprise you. It was my favorite show above Silicon Valley for a long time. I could see that. And I mean, like uh, I said, I'm not that far in, but I, I enjoy it. Um, but then it really got it really got dethroned by Silicon Valley again. Uh, I don't know. It's just like I don't know what happened to the Flashman. I guess it's just like the CW curse of like the shows like they start out good, but then eventually they just turn into a clusterfuck of nonsense. Hmm. You know. Not. I'm not so sure that applies to all of them. I mean, it doesn't. Again, it does not I, apply to all of them. I mean, the arrow was pretty strong the whole way through, right? And uh, I haven't finished it yet, but I think I looked up that Supernatural. You know I, Supernatural I haven't seen right? it. I haven't seen it. I know Jensen Ackles was in it, but I haven't seen the show. Do you know anything else about the show? No, I don't know what the show's about at all. 
but do you know who created it? Uh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And you, I, you can tell, man. No, yeah. Uh, Eric Kripe, right? That's his name. Eric Kripe. Eric Kripe. I think it's like Kripke. I think it's like Kripke. I think it's like Kripke, dude. I don't know how to. I don't know how to say his last name, dude. Kripe. You get it, dude. I don't. I have no idea how to say his last name. But yeah, let's stick with that. Yeah, let's stick with that. Superman and Lois. Because here's the thing. I feel like Superman and Lois. Like it started on the CW, but it it really only plays on Max now. I think it. I think, and. Tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like there's CW, like, like Superman and Lois is the only show that's kind of gotten, it's kind of gotten like the DC movie treatment where it gets a lot of money for the budget and nowhere the show has gotten that. I don't really know. I don't really know what it is, but I think you can tell like that show is really just leagues above all of the others. Are, are you saying, like, in, in terms of plot and character or in terms of, like, quality? Or every, dude, quality? honestly, everything. I'm talking about everything, dude. The dialogue, the characters, the quality of the show, the set design, the cinematography. Dude, I'm talking about everything, dude. I don't know what it is, but that show's miles better than anything else we've seen on the CW. Hmm. I, I've heard of it. I've not gotten to it yet. But, it's pretty um... good. It's pretty good. I just finished my adventure with Superman, so I'll I'll definitely um consider giving it a shot. Mm-hmm. It's 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 pretty good. Now I'm particularly excited for Superman Legacy because what I heard is that this movie is going to be Superman coming into a world that already has superheroes in it that we've never seen before. I am very excited mm. for that. We've never seen that before in live action. That would be interesting. Yeah. yeah, we're we're always getting where um Superman like, you know, comes into his own. He tried figures out his own powers, but what happens if it's if it's already we're already past that? Mm-hmm. Now, that's that's a good way of looking at it. Now, uh, yeah, no, yeah, but the question is is like how does he form the Justice League? Like like is Batman Batman can't already be established because aren't they like the same age? I think. I think they are. So, like, right. Batman couldn't already be established when Superman is there. So the question is, it's like, which heroes are going to be established? I don't know what other characters came before Superman, but... Um, well, not, like, in terms of the comic books, but, like, but like chronologically, I don't know what superheroes came before Superman... So I mean maybe maybe like the original Blue Beetle I don't know. Um, Ooh, that's a good call. That would be cool. That would be cool because as we know, spoiler for Blue Beetle, Ted Cord is alive. So who knows? Only only time will tell, right? Yeah, yeah. Only time will tell. Um, I'm not really sure. I mean, it it, it would be very interesting. Uh, it's interesting, like, maybe he'll he'll have Superman come to Earth as an adult. That would be kind of, that would be kind of like a, that would really turn the superhero genre on its head. Like, literally. Ooh. That literally, dude. That would be insane. That, that, that's like his whole thing. He was raised on Earth, so he was raised to care about others. Yeah. But if he comes in as an adult, then 
how how will we know that he won't turn out like Zod? Exactly, dude. Exactly, dude. Exactly, dude. And that will literally, dude. That would blow my mind. Like that, that would be insane. That'd be really, really crazy. Um, I. Speaking of Superman, what's your favorite super uh, Superman animated movie? Hmm, that's a good question. I would need. I, I could probably think of a better example than that, but um. But what I'm thinking of right now is um, Superman Red Sun. Dude, I'm dude. Dude, why are you in my head right now? Why, why are you in what? my head? I was just about to say the same thing, man. Seriously? Yes, no, dude. No. I was just about to say the same thing. How are you in my head right now? Oh, dude, wow. Dude, Red Sun is so... Nah, bro. It's just... Oh, my God. It's, so, uh, it's really that, good. That doesn't just turn the, the superhero genre on its head. It's a it's a complete somersault. It re- no, it's dude, a series of dude, somersaults right there. Dude, oh, yeah, dude. Oh, my God, dude. And it's, it's, it's so good. It was really, really good. It was. It's it's like um it, it's a perfect early example of a, a what if scenario. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, man. Um, and I feel like that that scenario would be true. Like, um, do you remember when in My Adventures of Superman, or Lois had the orb of like the evil Superman? Right. That's what that would be. It would be. It would be Superman Red Sun. Yeah, or, you know or I mean? one of them, the, the, the incarnations, I think, yeah. of him like that. Yeah, and then there was also this other one. Hold on a second. There was also this other one where I think this is the same movie. I don't think it is. Hold on a second. Let me see if I can find it. Um, let me see if I can find it. I think this is Red Sun, but this is when when Superman kind of kind of goes crazy with with wanting to keep the the streets of, uh, um, he kind of wants to keep like uh, Metropolis like very very safe, and so he gets like robots and stuff, and kind of becomes like a tyrant. This is Red Sun, right? I think that might be Justice League Dark. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah. That one, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. So it's kind of like both of those scenarios would be what Lois would see in that orb. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. The the, the possibilities are, are really endless, and I'm glad that um that my adventure with Superman is another example of in, embracing that in which anything goes, anything is possible. That said, how are you gonna how are you gonna decide for yourself though? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not. I don't think it is Justice League Dark actually, because Justice League Dark is when the new gods come in. I think it, it's Justice League Dark and then Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. Let me see if I can find it. Hold on. No, oh, dude, dude, it's when, it's when, oh, dude, wait, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, I remember, it's when, um, uh, the Joker, uh, the Joker, uh, turns, um, how do you call it, turns, um, what's her name, uh, Lois Lane into a bomb, right, that's what it is. Yeah. And then, and then he flies up into space, and then she explodes and dies. Right. And then, and then he comes back to Earth. And then he goes super crazy, and then he kind of just becomes like a tyrant. What what animated movie is that, dude? I'm I'm pretty sure that's Justice League Dark. Hold on. Animated movie Lois dies. Oh no, dude, that's that's injustice. Oh, injustice. Yeah, Duh. that's injustice, dude. So so yeah, okay, yeah. So like, 
I feel like that would be like a that's like another what if scenario, you know? Exactly. You know, and I feel like, dude, if we were to get something like that in live action, then that would be insane. But I don't really know how they would do it. I guess they'd have to do like an Elseworlds kind of thing where it's just kind of like an alternate universe. Right. You know, um, kind of like kind of like Joker where it's just like an alternate universe or or they could do the um, DC Dark Label where, again, it's a different it's a different kind of timeline. That would that, yeah. It would, it would be interesting. It would be very interesting. This is what I've been saying before, and how I hope Warner Bros. and DC learn to embrace like the the darker side of things. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, of course, of course. Um, I agree. I I agree. And they could they could one hundred percent make it work. It's just about you know making that leap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or, or even just um just give it to James Gunn. I guess worst case scenario. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah. Um. Who else would fall under the not hero archetype? Um, I, in the I had DCAU, kind of, in the DCAU. Um, I know you're not a big fan of him, but I feel like in a way, Black Adam. Mm. Although oh. I think he fits a little more on the anti hero or anti sort of archetype. Yeah, he's kind of like the anti hero archetype. Dude, I don't know what it was. I just really was not messing with. Uh, I just I didn't really the Rock as Black Adam, dude. It was kind of I don't know. And then it's just like the whole movie was just kind of meh. I, I don't I don't know what it is. Uh, well, I mean, um, I think me and you had explained it. I think we did a Black Adam reaction. I think we did, or, or at least I'm positive we probably talked about it a no, little. Yeah, in that yeah, no, yeah we definitely episode. talked about it. I have a lot of gripes with the movie, especially because what I would like to say is like made for social media moments. And I know that you at the time didn't really understand this, but there's just a lot of slow-mo and the whole thing. It's like, it, it feels like they just tried to get a reaction out of people. Yeah, okay. So, I just, I really didn't enjoy the movie as much as I thought I would. Hmm. You know? Um, like, it, and, it was made to draw attention. Yeah. And yeah, and yeah, exactly. Um, like, instead of focusing on the story, it kind of made, kind of like... Um, made a show out of it. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Kind of like how, like, in every Avengers movie, there's a scene where all of the Avengers are fighting at the same time. Where, whereas that is kind of like organic, where it just kind of happens. Uh, well, I mean, um, it is like fabricated, obviously, but it makes sense it's in the context of the story. Black Adam kind of just did it to, to, to do it. And then I heard later, um, after the movie came out, that like, um, that like they were like, um, um, artificially like inflating the numbers and lying about the box office numbers or something. I don't know. The, the, the whole thing was just a mess, man. I, 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 I don't know. The whole thing was just a mess. Uh, but then again, all of the other movies in that era are also kind of a mess. Hmm. You know? Unfortunately. Win some, lose some, right? Yeah. Uh, go, go, going to a window, um, I think... Have, have you not got around to Doom Patrol yet? I saw the first season... When it was on DC Universe, um, 
the uh, streaming app. Uh, but I have not gotten around to like the rest of the seasons. Fair enough. They're really good. I, I also think that they fit the whole like non not hero, not hero thing like mm-hmm. flawlessly. DC Universe came out before HBO Max, right? Yes, okay. I th- I'm I'm positive that they did. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. all right. But yeah, I uh, um, I don't know, man. I just I don't know. Um, I hope that the future of DC, like I'm hoping and praying that, that, that DC will like turn a tide and like, and like all of the movies will kind of have this streak kind of like Marvel did in the beginning of like Mm. all of, well, well, not just in the beginning, kind of like from Iron Man all the way to Endgame, most of the movies were kind of generally received as pretty good. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm me personally. I'm hoping the same for the new DCU. You know. Yeah, I I, I hear that. I I feel like yes, there's um, there, there's like a misstep here and there, but with the, the Flash. But then you see Blue Beetle, and you're like, okay, okay, you, you uh, we, we got a good we got a good thing going here. This but, could then work. The, but then the problem is, what if the next one comes out and it's bad? That's what that's what's been happening to DC, dude. They have one good, they have one bad movie, and then one good movie, and then another bad movie. Um, I don't know the the, the entire statistics statistics of that and when they were released, but hey, maybe maybe that'll change. And you know, let's not. I'm hoping. Let's not focus entirely on the movies and see what what well, you've been saying. Like they they've been putting like some good effort in some of the shows. Yeah. And and who knows with with these good shows coming up, maybe they could stand to to learn something from from each other in a way, mm-hmm. or follow some follow in a way what um maybe not exactly what the boys and Invincibles that uh, Invincibles exactly what the boys and Invincible does, but just um em, em, embrace what's around them and don't just be all comic centric. And tr- 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 don't just uh, make something to appeal to the masses. Yeah. Like with all these things that have been going on, I, I, I can only hope that 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 they'll learn. Mm-hmm. Oh no, no, dude, me too. I or at the very least, I'm going to hope. I know I am. No, oh, dude, dude, both of us are going to hope, and I'm pretty sure everybody else is going to hope. You know. I mean, like, like, like we were talking about earlier, the One Piece adaption is pretty good, right? Dude, dude, I'm. I'm so surprised that it's good because Netflix has a track record of being dog shit, of like releasing dog shit adaptations. Exactly. You know. See what I'm saying? The, 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 yeah, I do see what you're saying. I now, mean, like, now, like I said, the, the just just one doesn't say everything, but it's it's a good step forward. It's it's a it's a good thing mm-hmm. that this thing is good, even, despite like all the past terrible things. Mm-hmm. Even. Um, even the creator of Moon Knight didn't didn't exactly have the doesn't exactly have the best catalog from before. He does not. No, I I looked at it. it it's kind of meh. Um, speaking of superheroes, does Aang really count as like a superhero? That does who? Does Aang count as I, a superhero? I would say, and and maybe not a superhero, but I would say in of itself, he's he's a he's a bit of a hero. What makes someone a superhero versus a hero? Is it the powers or is it like the amount of stuff they're willing to do? I guess a superhero is more like someone who's um 
who's who's already like in control of their powers or becomes control of it. But, but the, thing the about... whole point of Avatar: The Last Airbender is that he's constantly learning to control his powers. He's still trying to figure out who he is and how he can use them to help others without, um, you know, putting his friends in danger. Mm-hmm. So I guess it stands to reason that, um, you know, that, that I don't think a superhero needs a, a suit or, you know, publicity or anything like that, but just someone who has powers and they have a general grasp on how to use it. But just a plain yeah, hero. True. Yeah, yeah. But in Aang's case, he's the, he is a hero in the sense that he has powers, but he's not entirely sure how to use them or unleash it to the, the fullest extent of said power. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I agree. Now, now the One Piece adaptation being so good does give me a little bit of hope for the Avatar live action, but the issue is, is the creators of the Avatar live action left the project. So I don't know how good it's going to be. Um, I mean, I hope it's good, but you know Netflix's track record, so I, I, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Um, now, I know it just hit me, but... Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I, I, I gotta stop doing that. Um, uh, <laughs> while we're on the topic of adaptions, the, the Percy Jackson adaption on Disney+. Plus. Oh, wow. No, yeah. I uh, Did you... Uh, the the teaser trailer came out for that, right? I think it did. I I think I saw it. Um, I don't remember. What I, I did see it. Did. I did see it. It looks pretty good. It looks pretty good. And that's a another thing with it. I I remember a while ago how um you know some fans were kind of backlash between like certain casting like no that's not how they look in the books. But Rick Riordan I think has a part to play in the adaption, and he was like defensive and like don't don't judge it like that. I'm, I'm a part of it and it will work. Yeah. And like I was he, saying before with, with one piece, um, involving Ichiro Oda, if, if, if the creator's involved, then there, there is a, a good chance that it's will be some, some, some minimal amount of good entertainment. Well, the thing is though, is that the avatar less airbender creators left the project. And so I don't know, man. Now I keep saying that Netflix vacation is a word, but you don't, want to understand i think it definitely is a word because it's like netflix has a way of kind of just ruining things well i mean i i made up like the whole um not hero word so i think you're i think you're entitled to that for this episode yeah thank thank you thank you uh but yeah well like i hope that they i hope that the netflixification of knives out doesn't also happen to avatar the last airbender uh only time will tell right but um that that that, that being said we we already have the original avatar right yeah uh now, we also we are getting uh we are getting a avatar we are getting a few avatar movies uh that are going to be released over the next few years from the original creator so that's also something to look forward to it's right the words out of my mouth that's if anything this to. will make um that the live action Netflix adaption will will definitely make some publicity. It it will definitely. Now the thing is though is that I feel like I feel like um, this movie. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, this this movie, the animated Team Ang movie, um, that 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 is going to come out is probably going to make close to a billion dollars, dude. And I'm going to tell you why. 
when, when, um, when Avatar The Last Airbender was on Netflix, it was number one for months. And it was the yeah. most popular and most streamed thing ever for those months, dude. Like, on Netflix. So, I, I think... What? I, I do not doubt that at all. No, dude. I, I, I don't either, dude. Because Avatar The Last Airbender is a really, really good show. It's really good. You know? And... I definitely think that this animated movie that comes out is going to be like a blockbuster. You know? Um, now, whether that would be from, from like, from, like, us as, like, adults or also kids, that remains to be seen. But I feel like kids could definitely get into Avatar The Last Airbender if they wanted to. Same same here. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was like I was saying before with uh, my... my my adventure with Superman, I feel like I'm getting repetitive with that. I'll try not to say that so much, is that this could be a... I, I like this... Um, when, when stuff is... A, you can introduce it to kids, but they can also get excited for it. They can feel a good thrill of it, because I think that's very rare. That, that yeah. it's, it's like a diamond a dozen where you could um, introduce something to kids and you know not be worried that they'll get traumatized for it. And oh, my yeah. adventure with Superman is, is not like that at all. And while, you know... I get how some people would be iffy with stuff like Avatar, Last Airbender, as well as Gravity Falls, but at the same time, you know, kids like scary stuff. They like um, thrills. Mm. We, we shouldn't, uh, like, underestimate kids and what they want. No, yeah, of course. Of course. Um, you know, I I can definitely see Avatar, Last Airbender being sort of like a gateway kind of show to more like mature uh animation you know absolutely you know um and yeah like i'm just excited to see where the superhero genre goes to in the next coming years and we were not lying about this being a long episode we are about um we are about an hour and a half into this episode right now are we really yeah we are dude um an hour an hour and 34 minutes Wow. Yeah. It's it's one of our longest episodes to date. Well, wow. That's all I have. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Well, like, um, we just have a lot to talk about because the superhero genre is, is well, it's I can cool. say this for myself, something that I hold near and dear to my heart because I grew up watching superhero movies. You and me both. You know? And so it, it's it's definitely, like, something that we're both passionate about so i definitely think that that it's easy to talk about it for a long time like it's easy to get lost in this kind of conversation it, it is you know um but yeah man i'm just I'm, I'm excited to see where the superhero genre goes i'm excited for dc i'm excited for marvel i'm excited for invincible dude Oof. I'm super excited for invincible That that being said, is there anything we've not talked about? You know, I don't think so. Um, I I don't think so. Uh, but but guys, stay tuned for next week. We're gonna have a great episode. So, yeah. Right after um, we figure out what it is, <laughs> <laughs> we have a pretty good idea. But I'm, but we still gotta figure out what it is because we have a few ideas uh, that are also pretty good. But we just gotta pick one of them. 
which will be the hardest thing anyone's ever done. The hardest thing anyone's ever done. Just like when Jared's parents were talking to him about like about like leaving him behind on the plane, and it was the hardest decision they ever had to make. But then they also said that about the shooting night right after. So it kind of made it feel like, is that really the hardest decision like you ever had to make, or do you just say that? Right. Like, yeah. What? Yeah, like, like, what do you mean? What do you mean picking between two restaurants is the hardest decision you've ever had to make? I mean, and I thought Butters' parents were bad. But dude, I know, dude. Oh my god. You are grounded, Butters. Part of me is kind of glad that we only saw Jared's parents once, right? You know, because they were really just shit, dude. They were really just pieces of shit, dude. You know. They were real Kevins, in fact. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, guys. Uh, uh, I'm Cedric. I am Griffin. Um, and this has been the Weekly Standby, the podcast where we talk about movies. Comics. And TV shows. Thank you guys for listening. That's all the time we have for today. And you will see us next week.